Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, okay, speaking of valuations here, let's pivot away from the earnings for a second and talk about our dear friend, Robinhood, uh, which I was reading this morning, uh, according to data compiled from Bloomberg, had the worst day one performance for an IPO of its size ever, ever, in terms of how much capital they raised. Uh, it was it was the worst one day performance. Uh, the stock closed down uh, 8.4% after opening at the IPO price, which in, yeah. it, in and of itself is never a particularly bullish sign when you open at, in, in this case, it was $38. Uh, that was the IPO price, and that's where it opened. Um, so, th- you know, I think our takes haven't changed. Uh, Dennis and I are both, like, wait and see mode at, at, at the minimum, wait and yeah. see mode. Um, but it was an interesting uh, day one uh, uh, reaction. And I, I will also draw your attention to, Dennis, I think this will interest you. The SoFi chart, if you go to the one-minute chart on SoFi, which I know you are loath to do, but I'm going to do it anyway, and you will actually see a volume spike in SoFi when Robinhood opened. It was really? really yeah, it was right there. That's interesting. It was right there. So anyway, uh, back to the hood. Uh, I don't know if you have thoughts on, on that IPL. Um, and- well, same thoughts as yesterday, and if you know, and, and it kind of sucks, but a lot of people did get allocations on this, and yep. you know, I, I I said this yesterday, you know, when Facebook originally everybody you know went in to get their allocation, and everybody got it. Uh-huh. When you're getting, you know, your full allocation, or if everybody you know is getting some stock, and maybe you didn't get your full allocation, but you know, if you're getting stock, those usually aren't the good ones. Um, I, I know it's sad to say, but yeah. that's just the way it works. It goes you know, back to have a crowded trade because everybody got it. But it so, goes back to would you want to be a member of a club that would have you? Right. <laughs> like, well, that's it. <laughs> that's exactly it. So everybody gets their allocations. They're like, okay, yeah, now I'm going to make some money. And it starts going down on you. And you're like, wow, you know, this just, you know, this, this is typical. It's typical when, you know, you're seeing everybody on the street get some stock, you know, and, and, and retail get some stock. Typically, they, they don't do well for a few days. I mean, okay, so it's come in. Kathy bought a whole pile yesterday, predictably. I mean, that's what she does. She buys every single hot IPO. She buys hot stories. That's her job, to buy hot stories, regardless of valuation. I haven't actually still have not crunched the numbers on this to know if the valuation is reasonable or not. I'm assuming it's not, uh, but I haven't crunched the numbers yet. I got to keep waiting. The only bogey you got is yesterday's low, which is 33.35. That's your bogey so far. Takes that out, and, you know, stocks making new lows, you got to go. So if you're doing it for a day trade and you think the low is in, you got to lean on that 33.55. And if it takes that out, you got to sell it. That's my, or 33.35. Takes that out, you got to sell it then, in my opinion, as a trade. But I'm not even touching this. This is day one. It's day two. I'm letting the dust settle here for sure because there's, I think, a lot more dust to be made. Uh, who was it in the chat that just asked to explain allo- Douglas Goff, explain allocation? So Robinhood is sort of a, a unique situation here because most, uh, dare I say all, or nearly all uh, companies going public will not allocate a, a large percentage of their shares 
specifically for retail investors. In this case, Robinhood did that because they, they let their users get access to the IPO prior to the open, which you basically never see. So, but in, in a normal situation, right, when, when not Robinhood, um, there are IPOs in which retail traders can get access to ahead of time through your broker, through many, there are many services that offer this. It's usually uh, full service brokers. Like yes. if you're a big customer of a full service broker, you might get some stock on, on yes. some of the good ones. Yes. You, so what will happen is the, the underwriters and the company will work together and they'll figure out, okay, here's how many shares we're going, we're going to offer. And we're going to split the, we're going to divide these share. It's like a pie. We're going to divide the pie up, right? Here's the percentage of the pie we're going to give to the big institutional investors. Here's the percentage we're going to offer to retail investors. In this case, it was a large percentage offered to retail investors, which again, you basically never see. Um, and so that's what happened yesterday. So a lot, basically anybody who could get Robin and shares who wanted to get them could get them. Um, and so it creates at this- least getting some. There's a lot of people that got some. Just chat is you know, right. and, and curious. Um, you know, you don't have to say if you don't want to say, but you know, mention if did, did anybody get an allocation there? In our, yeah, in our we, had chat. Few, we had a few people in chat say, say they, yeah, say. like just mention if you got an allocation, throw it out there. Yeah, um, I'm just curious because I knew a lot of people that got an allocation, that's sure. why I tend to think that this was you know, fairly easy to get at least some. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, Dwight G says he did, and, and you ha- this comes with terms. In this case, you have to wait thirty days before you can sell, um, which actually is not a very long time. Uh, and typically, a lockup is like three months or four months, so uh, or 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 even longer than that, like six months. So um, yeah, thirty days is not a very long time to be locked up. But in any case, uh, that's the allocation thing. And uh, Robinhood was sort of uh, you know doing something different than everybody else. Um, with regards to their IPO. So we'll see how it shakes out. We'll see what kind of, we'll see what happens in a month. That, that let's, let's all mark down uh, uh, August 29th, because that'll be when the lockup expires for all the users that got a piece yesterday. So yeah. let's, all, let's all remember. I mean, TYO saying uh, they got 20 shares. They had tried many times before and never got one before and they got some. So, I mean, a lot of people, it looks like in the chat, did. So, it, it, it's, right. it's widespread that a lot of people got shares. Right. I, but again, and typically, it's like you have to ask yourself, oh, why did I get shares? Is it a question of, of low demand? In this case, it's probably a mix of, 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 of low, low demand, but also maybe more high supply. Because, again, yeah. there, was a, there was a lot of shares. That they were, I, I can't stress this enough. A lot of, like, like I think, like, uh, tens of millions of shares that they were specifically allocated to retail investors, so a lot. I think the demand was high, but I think you're right. I think the supply was very high. Yeah, a lot of shares. And obviously, that's why stocks go down. The supply is higher than the demand. Stock price goes down, so it came in. So let's wait. Let's see what it does from here. So um, you know, it will eventually have a bounce. Usually day two or day three, they have a nice rip and rally. We'll see what happens. This is day two. Uh, I'm not trying to predict where it's going to go, though. Yeah. Uh, Okay. And I I should mention, because he's sitting here next to me now, uh, Kathy Wood... Uh, did buy, um, she dipped her toes in yesterday and bought, yeah. we'll call it 1.3 million shares. Uh, yeah, she don't play games. She comes she, in. She comes in. She comes in big. She comes in big. Uh, not, not actually that big. She's a mover and a shaker. We'll give her the mover and the shaker title. There, there, there's a big float, so it's not actually that big. But anyway, let's move on from Robin Hood. Uh, what, where do you want to go? We had well, so, so many earnings stocks yeah, here. Um, we could go. We can go team. I'm looking at like the movie. Can you give us a good story here this morning? Because obviously we're looking at Amazon and we're looking. Let, let's talk something, you know, 
you can't go to Caterpillar because it's getting hammered here for a good story. So, well, not hammered, I, but it's I, down I five you, bucks. I can give you team Atlassian. Oh, we got one. actually near Ooh. the top. Near the top. Whoa. I know. Breakout Atlassian. At last, we have a winner. At near the top uh, of my movie. Yeah, you know what? Um, do I have a soundboard's not plugged in? Forget it. Um, <laughs> Q4 earnings per share, 24 cents versus an 18 cent estimate sales of 560 million versus 524 million. They gave Q1 earnings per share guidance in the high 38 cent range versus a 31 cent estimate. Sales in the high $500 million range versus a $540 million estimate. So strong earnings, strong guidance. And the stock is up, uh, what, call it 11% this morning? Beating a raise and the stock didn't run into the numbers. That's the recipe for success. Because you look, the stock really has done nothing for a month, just consolidation station waiting for the report. You know, typically we do see these run-ups ahead of the reports and then the expectations are higher. This was not the case here. You're at a big whole number of 300 bucks. It's funny, you know, these whole numbers just work. If you looked at options, you probably see some open interest at 300 as well. <laughs> but that's where it's just kind of sitting and perched. Does it take out 300? Possibly. I mean, stocks are making new all-time highs. Sky's the limit. But when stocks are making new all-time highs, you're looking at those big handles, 250, 300. 300 is a logical stalling point, and that's where it's stalling in the pre-market. Obviously, traders want to know. It's got the oomph to get through 300. Sometimes it takes it out by a buck and then it comes back down through it. So um, hard to chase a stock up 31 points, but it's good that it's holding up. All right, so this was your big winner, uh, is your big winner uh, of of the morning. Let me go back to my movers tool. We'll see, what, do we have anything that else? We have that... Exxon and Chevron. We could do those together. Both of those sure. stocks are trading green. Both of those stocks are definitely not Amazon. So if you're looking yes. for something that is not, you know, uh, obviously exposed to, um, you know, online sales, it's definitely an Exxon and a Chevron. So, I mean, these two stocks have bounced back from their lows last week. They really got hit there two weeks ago, right before I left on my trip. They were hammering the oil stocks. And they've come back a long ways. Here's the problem is you look at this, and now you're getting into an area of congestion, especially on a CVX. 105 was major resistance. You're a buck below that. I got to think that CVX probably stalls out in that 105 area again. So I'm not coming in and buying it up a buck 33, although, you know, you'd like to buy a good store. If I go and look at the open book, 105, 26,000 shares. It does stand out like a sore thumb because there's not much else out there, but that's not that significant. I'm looking at the open book on the New York Stock Exchange to see if there's some size that would hold it down. If that was 260,000 shares, I'd say that is significant. 26 is pretty small for Chevron, already considering its trade 173,000 shares just in the pre-market. But 105 seems like a logical point to stall out. So I'm not coming in and buying it here. Am I necessarily shorting at 105? If it looks like it's going to turn there maybe later to maybe later this morning uh, probably not off the hop though but um you're looking exxon same thing you know got hit hard coming back to an area of congestion these, these charts are mirrors of each other yeah they really are and this is why they're great pair of stocks too to trade mm -hmm. with each other exxon mobile i gotta think 60 bucks i'm going to look at the book i'm doing the same exact exercise I'm going to look is there some size 60 dollars oh there sure is One hundred and five thousand shares at 60 so you know your quick masses it takes a lot of money to get through that kind of size. So you're talking about 6 million bucks worth of stock to take it through 60. So that's some size. So I would think, logically speaking, again, that 60 could be a stall out point. Can it take it out? Stocks can do anything once they open. Is it going to take it out in the pre-market? Probably not, because it's only trade 163,000 the entire pre-market. It takes 105,000 shares just to take it through 60. 
So um, you're trading, you know, 60 cents below that right now. So I would think that ExxonMobil probably stalls out around 60. I would think Chevron probably stalls out 105. If I was long those stocks, I'd probably be selling ExxonMobil probably, you know, somewhere in the mid 59s, which is almost where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. And if I was long Chevron, I'd probably be selling the mid 104s, which is you almost there right now too. So I'm more inclined to sell these stocks as to buy them. But if oil starts taking off, we go to this reopening trade, they can take it out. So, you know, more, more interested in selling a long than initiating a short on these stocks. Okay, there are so many earnings. We had Caterpillar, we had Twilio, we had First Solar, we had T-Mobile, Gilead, we had Procter Gamble. If there's any specific one you want us to look at, uh, drop it in the chat and we will uh, try to prioritize uh, because there's no way we are getting 250 stocks covered. All of them. Uh, What the hell happened to Sava? Yeah, I saw a few oh. people mention Sava wow. here. Wow. Let me pull up the chart. They had some data out yesterday. This was a very interesting reaction because – where's the chart? There it is. So the, the reaction was very interesting because it it, it, it opened it, – it basically ran up into the into the release of the report yeah. today morning, right? You can see it opened basically at the high of the day. The initial reaction, you can see those, those candles. But then it, then it reversed. And then, oh, it, reversed, and then it reversed again, right? Two reversals, right? Yeah. So – very interesting reaction. Obviously, like you know, we aren't we aren't doctors. I can read you the headline on Sava, uh, but I am not expert enough to interpret what the uh, what, what the headline really means. They they, they had a, a very small trial with uh, with twenty five patients. This is for again for their Alzheimer's drug that showed a a sixty five percent decrease, I guess, in in Alzheimer's uh, uh, markers biomarkers. Um, there, as far as I know. There aren't many other uh, companies that are that are as far or further along on an Alzheimer's um, treatment at, uh, than, further along than than Costello, Right? We know Biogen was con- the, their drug was conditionally approved, but they still have to do another trial for that. Um, Costello is, is in the race here. So again, I I don't know enough about about the study and the science of it to understand why the stock is trading lower. But it is an interesting reaction, nonetheless, too, especially when you consider that there's really only a handful of companies, public companies, in this race. And Costco seems to be near near the front of the pack in that regard. So, I, don't I mean, know. this was just a pull the rug out from under every person who bought this on the positive headline trade. And, you know, classic buy on the rumor, sell on the news. We opened up at the highs and it went straight down so fast. Like if you were trying to protect yourself, you bought that high thinking 141 is going to get you 150. This thing was 135 seconds later. And then, you know, you keep going. It was 130 and then 120 and then 110 and 100. And we literally 20 minutes after the open had lost 40%. It was a craziest move. And then you got the dead cat bounce, the classic, you know, 9, 10 o'clock where we get the relief pop. Yeah. And then all the way back down and now making new lows here again. There's so many longs caught in this. That, and that's showing you why you can fall through here on the next day as well, down 16. Everybody's caught. I mean, yeah, the low back in July, 72 bucks. It's 86 here right now. $80 if you want to just ballpark it. But, man. A lot of longs caught on the wrong side of this thing. Yeah. If, I, if there was ever a, a trade to let the dust settle on, it might be this one. Yeah, 
Yeah, this one. Uh, I am not touching this. This is high risk, high reward always, but high risk, way too risky for me to trade. And and someone in the chat mentioned this as well. Um, for whatever reason, this this has gone viral. The stock has gone viral on on social media. I mean, just look at the volume from February, right? I mean, insanity, right? The the this is a this is a virus. This is in the same class as AMC and GameStop in that regard. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't really know why. Uh, maybe it's the interesting, you know, data, the Alzheimer's thing. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, rug pull for sure uh, yesterday. Um, someone, Manuel asked about one that I, I almost forgot about. But thank you, Manuel, for, for reminding me about AMD. Dennis, we finally did it. We finally. Finally over the 100. We finally broke and closed above $100. Yeah. Everyone Sadly, did- without me in it. Give yourself a round of applause if you're in AMD because it seemed like it took forever to get to one. I'm giving myself a round of booze. I sold this thing at like $92 or $91, and then it went down to 85 and I was feeling good about myself. I did not rebuy my stock once again, and here we are. I look at this thing at 102 saying, why did I sell it at 92 So, And I talked about it putting it in the long term. I had it bought for a swing at 76 and I sold half, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to hold the other half, maybe, and stick it in my long-term account, and not look at it again. And then we had the ugly day where you know it came down hard from like 95 to 90, and then it went down to 87. And then it bounced up over 90, 91. And I was like, that's eh, the bounce to sell. It's like the 50% retracement of that little move. What I'm talking is July 7th and 8th. And I talked myself out of the trade, and now regretting it. Seller's remorse once again on this as it's broken out through 100. And you know what? Sky's the limit. Stocks making new all-time highs. Those are the ones you want to own. So in an environment that's gone, stocks have gone nowhere, this is still healthy. So on pullbacks here, I think I'd be a buyer of AMD. Yeah, exactly. Sky is the limit. We are in blue sky territory. Love blue sky territory. It's a great feeling when you're along a stock and it's in blue sky territory because it means it can continue to go higher. Um, You know, it's it's a big, maybe oversized move. I'm not chasing it, but I like buying stocks, making new all-time highs. It means that the path higher is probably easier than the path lower. No pain. Right. No, nobody's stuck. Nobody's right. like, oh, give me my money back. You know, only people stuck are shorts. So if anybody's short AMD, I don't know, sure I don't know who I don't know who will be short AMD, frankly. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe people who thought it couldn't get through a hundred, but uh, it did. It blew through yesterday. And Xilinx report helping that. Obviously, we've got the merger on the table. Excellent. I don't even X. know what the deal is with that. It's been almost Well, a- China's gotta approve it. It's been like nine it's been like ten months. Yeah, with China. We're waiting on China. Oh boy! So right. it could be waiting a long time. You got to get a China approval on that, and we know we're at political warfare. It seems like with China right now. So who the hell knows when they're going to look at Xilinx and actually approve this merger? But yeah, you know, that's the caution if you're an XLX and X buyer, I guess, is that you never know. Obviously, it's still trading in the risk garbs or trading it with AMD, but you never know. And I mean, if AMD does AMD go down and Xilinx doesn't get approved, maybe a bit, but XLNX would get hammered. So if you want to own the two, it probably better to just own AMD. Good, good logic there. Um, let's look at first solar here from Robert and the chat. FSLR, their report was out yesterday after the close. Earnings good, uh, sales good for the prior quarter, but going forward, they lowered their their EPS guidance for the year and they lowered their sales guidance for the year. So the stock is trading lower today by one point seven two percent. Bought at 73, sold it at 89 in the swing trade account. I want to get my stock back. I'm hoping to get it back in the low or in the mid 75, 75, 76. 
Uh, obviously, I don't think you're going to get on this report. It's pretty quiet. I'm hoping, you know, if the market pulls back, it's on my shopping list. I would buy this 75 to 77. So that's what I'm waiting for to try to get it back. Maybe a strike at the low from three days ago, which is 78.93 or $80 is a good level as well. There is some good levels in here. I might have to pay up a bit. Maybe it's wishful thinking to think I'm going to get it back at 76. But I played for a solar a couple times. It's a good trading stock. You know, it's one that seems to be in favor and then it's out of favor and chops around a lot. And, you know, if you're in and out, um, it seems like you make more money than just buying and holding this one. I feel like there is no industry that ro- that rotates quicker between being in favor and out of favor faster than, than solar. It's true. So it goes from yeah. when, when it's in favor, it is loved. And when it, when it is not, yep. it's hated. And, and, and it, can go, it can change, you know, three, four times in a month, yep. it feels like. Yeah. Right? So uh, typically you see, you know, generally you know, most industries, you get longer-term trends. In a few months, they're in. A few, a few months, they're out. Solar is it's constant whipsaw. Constant yep. whipsaw. Yeah. Um, let me see. I'm going through the chat here to see uh, what other people are talking about. Um, Marshall asked if we can look at Spotify, which had earnings a couple of days ago. I didn't. Wow, that got hammered too closely at it. Oh no, we did actually, and, and they're. Uh, yeah, we talked about this when it was bounced reported. right where it shut. You know oh, yeah. where we got down to the May lows and the buyers came in. So that's the good news. So now you got a bogey, and your bogey is two thirteen. It's two twenty five. That's up a lot in two days. I think you want to do some back and fill in. Maybe you get this 217, 218, and you lean on the 213 or even the May low of 211. But it bounced where it should. You're in a high valuation stock, though, in an environment where we're not as you know into just the story now. We are into a little bit of valuation as well. So I, I, I'm a Spotify subscriber. My wife has you know the family deal or whatever where we all got Spotify accounts. Yep. I think it's like thirteen or fourteen dollars a month. So you know there's a lot of subscribers and I, and she's really happy with the product. Um, but the valuation's extreme. So two eleven, two twelve. I think from technical level, that's you know the the level. If if it took out two eleven, I would not want to be long it. But if you are looking to get long, maybe get in the teens and you stop yourself out under two ten. Again, look what I'm doing. I know I'm like broken record here, but I'm trying to set up. You know, yeah, it, it, it's about repeating. You know, like I I I come on here and I'm saying the same things a lot of times, but I'm trying to repeat the strategies that work. And the strategies that work are you get yourself a level. It comes back down, test that level, you lean on that level. You don't hold it through it. It starts taking it out. You got to cut the loser and you move on. And, but, and, and I wanted to say, notice what Dennis is not saying. He's not saying, oh, I like it to go to 250. I like it to go to 300. He's not saying where it can go higher. He's saying where he would control his risk lower. Always the first step. Where right. do I control my risk? It's always the first step in absolutely every trade you make. Where is my out? Where am I cutting this loser? Where am I getting out? I know in the long-term invest portfolio, sometimes I don't cut the losers, and I probably should. Um, I probably would do better in my long-term invest portfolio if I always cut the losers. Uh, but in the short-term trading, in your trading account, absolutely. The very first step when making a trade is not thinking about how much money you can make, thinking about how much money you can lose. Where is my out? Your out is clear here. It's 210. So if I'm buying a 224, I'm risking 14 points. That's a lot for me to stomach. I'm buying a 217. I'm risking seven bucks. Okay, I can stomach that on a $200 stock. So that's why I'm probably not buying a 224. Uh, what about the casinos here? Dino is asking about a win, which we haven't looked at. Uh, and I guess they report earnings been terrible on, on Wednesday. They report earnings Wednesday afternoon. They've yeah. been absolutely terrible. 
the reopening bounce they did not participate in. We saw a big reopening bounce in the last couple of weeks in like American Airlines, even the cruise lines. The casinos did not participate in that reopening bounce really at all. Las Vegas Sands has been a dog. I got in the long-term portfolio. It's been an absolute dog. Win W-Y-N-N, straight down, really didn't participate, making new lows on the move. I hate stocks making new lows. I do think that stocks have value, but I don't know. Like with the Delta variant, it's a wild card. I mean, well, we all start to like get scared to go to public places again. Then you start thinking, I don't want to own the casinos. So I don't know where this Delta thing's going. Well, and that's why remember, I wouldn't add to it. Let's remember with regards to the casinos, uh, what, if you're going to look at Win and LVS and MGM together, LVS now has zero, read zero U.S. exposure. Yeah, but they, but the, 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 the thing is, Delta's around the world. No, so I know. So it's no, not like Delta is just in the U.S. Yes, I know. But I'm saying if if your if your logic is oh, but we fully reopened in the U.S., that doesn't help Las Vegas Sands. Yeah, right. That helps Win. It helps MGM. It's not helping. But LGM. still, Las Vegas Sands and Win just trade together. You know, you can look at these two charts, put them on top of each other, and they look virtually identical. So casinos well, are casinos. If people are scared of Delta, they're not going as much into the casinos. They're a little more scared than they were a month ago, which is probably why we've had a wicked sell-off in those names. Yeah, I I just want to bring that up because LBS. yeah, no, I know because I asked. I, I you see Las Vegas Sands and you think it's still got a presence in Las Vegas and it doesn't. They should the change is, the name. The name is, they should change the name. Really? Yeah, I know they screwed me over too. I didn't know it was a, didn't have any presence at all in Las Vegas. I knew it had a huge you know presence elsewhere, but yeah, I didn't know it was completely out of Vegas. So yeah. yeah. All right, uh, we'll do a few more from the chat. Uh, let's look at Wayfair. I haven't talked about Wayfair for a while here on this show. Hammered on Amazon. Yes, down on Amazon. They report on Thursday after the close. No, sorry, before the uh, before the opening bell next Thursday. Um, down on Amazon this morning. So, you know what? Maybe we should look at Wayfair and Etsy together because Etsy also oh. reports. Etsy reports uh, also next week. And it's the same idea. In theory, if Amazon is seeing a, a slowdown of growth uh, yep. on, on e-commerce sales, and shouldn't shouldn't Etsy and Wayfair and even yep. stock also uh, also be experiencing that? So exactly, anything that has a huge online presence, you know, and obviously doing most of the sales online is getting hit hard here today. You can look at Chewy, CHWY is getting hit hard in the morning, yes. and this this morning Etsy. Wayfair, all these stocks getting hit because of the Amazon report, because of Amazon's commentary from the conference call that people are going out more and not doing as much online shopping holds true. That means it's not good for Wayfair. It's not good for Etsy. It's not good for eBay. It's not good for any stock that's got a huge online presence. And that's why you're seeing these stocks down significantly more than the overall market today. Wayfair making new lows on the move. The valuation is nosebleed. I don't like to own stocks with nosebleed valuations that are making new lows. So I'm absolutely not buying the pullback on Wayfair here this morning. I need a, I need an out. I don't have an out here now. You took out yesterday's low. You're taking out yesterday's low at 257. You're trading health very much through to 253. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for the dust to settle if I'm interested in Wayfair. But it's not even one that's on my shopping list. I have a shopping list. Like I was saying with First Solar on my shopping list, Wayfair is not even on my shopping list. So valuation is extreme. We're going to look back at late January, early February of this year, and some of those prices we're going to look back on and say, really? Like, Wayfair got to 369 I'm not saying it can't go back there, but not a lot of stocks will not go back to where they were in January and February of this year. Yeah, um, and some of those, everything was going up. Remember, everything was going up for no reason at all. Everything. Everything. Everything rally. Yeah. 
yeah we're digesting those moves here now so yeah. where we go it's again like it's really a hard market to call this isn't a, like a like this is why i got a lot of cash in the long-term portfolio and in the swing trade account right now because you know what mm. it's a hard market to call and i'm not trying to say i you know you got breadth that's breadth that's not good you got the iwm that's down five percent from the highs you got the s p basically at highs but now you lose amazon I, I don't know what to say. So, you know, we could turn around and just start buying. The Fed bails us out, says something, you know, and we start r rolling again. But, you know, right now, too many unknowns for me to be 100% stocks. And especially, I would not be on margin right now. I'm never on margin my long-term account or my swing trading account. But especially right now, if you're just buying stocks on margin, high risk. All right, we'll do one more. I'm glad people asked about this in chat because I'm curious to get Dennis' thoughts on ATVI as well. I got stopped out of a trade yesterday. Oh, I want the stock. I got stopped out yesterday. Oh, good. Stop out is good. You know, when you're willing to cut your losers, I'm all about cutting your losers. Okay. What happened three days ago? Because I was on vacation. I have no idea. Was that earnings? No, it was not. What was the three days ago hammering in ATVI? I'll tell you. Um, they got Activision being sued by the state of California. Uh, for some apparently pretty bad uh, cultural, company-wide uh, uh, sexual harassment uh, stuff, and yeah. uh, on top of that, I guess there is a there there was a widespread employee walkout the other day, and reports that uh, development on World of Warcraft has just come to a screeching halt because the workers are pissed. Um, now there are concerns about a brain drain, people leaving the company, going to other places. Um, that's what hit the stock a couple of days ago. Um, and the, rea the, the, the company's reaction um, was not great. It, it, it sort of stuns me how every time these, these companies can't seem to like they never seem to learn. Their their reaction to the lawsuit was, uh, "This is a base. These are baseless accusations." And and then when their employees, uh, when they realized how pissed off their employees were, they're like, "Okay, maybe these are baseless. Maybe maybe we should take this seriously." But yeah. um, that was the react. That was that's wow. what happened on Wednesday. So Thursday morning, no, no, that that was Tuesday. Sorry, that was Tuesday. So Wednesday morning, I came in. Uh, and I saw that big green candle at the open. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a classic by the dip. Get me in here. Get me in. Yeah. Uh, and so I did and sold yesterday. 81.56. That's the washout low from three days ago. That's the number that matters. And we might get a retest of that because we've come back down. Does it bounce there? Doesn't it bounce there? Do we have a level if we go up further to say that it should bounce at 80? You do have some congestion between 70 and 80, so you wouldn't actually think it might bounce there. Again... I, I don't know. Dust needs to settle on this one too. You know, at a certain point, Activision Blizzard valuation becomes more attractive too. Um, I rode this thing off Michael Pactor from 50 to 90. So I'm like interested in getting my stock back, but I'm probably interested in low 70s. So it's probably on my shopping list, but my price is probably significantly lower than 83. Yeah. Yeah. This is one. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, the whole space has been off. I mean, you can look at EA too. The whole space. Oh, oh. The reopening here too, right? We're not sitting at uh, home playing video games. That this this is a stay-at-home play. Uh, uh, Activision Blizzard and, and gaming is, is, is sure you've got people that have become gamers, but don't kid yourself. Gaming is still stay-at-home, so it still trades with stay-at-home stocks to a certain extent. We've been having a little bit, you know, in the last little I mean, few months of reopening stocks showing life, and it's not surprising that the gaming stocks are showing a little bit of selling pressure. As we start to come out of, you know, not sitting at home playing video games, but actually going out and doing stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I, I, I hear that. I, I, but, but at the same time, 
it's not as if video games are, are, are growth is slowing down, right? It's if anything, it's a demographics play. Uh, it's only going to get, especially if we get to the metaverse, Dennis. We need to talk about the metaverse today. No, yeah, so. <laughs> I think you're. I think you're right. You know, long term, yeah. gaming yeah. trends are still higher, so you do want to buy pullbacks on gaming stocks here, right? But you know, we probably went like this. Do we have a little bit of you know for interest okay. correction? You know, you know, Take Two CEO was saying that in, in you know the last conference call. I don't know the the one before this. You know, mm -hmm. saying that the growth is probably unsustainable. That's why Take Two is getting hit. I own Take Two. I own Zynga. Those are two gaming stocks I own. I used to own Glue Mobile. I got taken out and bought out. I used to own ATBI, but I sold it because I just felt it had run too far. I used to own EA. I sold yeah. it right in here. EA is you know. struggling as well. So, you know, if these stocks get significant pullbacks, I'll reload them. I'll show you but, what I own. I own this guy, this puppy, the ESPO, which owns all of it. Although it there, does, that's another way to play it. Although it owns a decent chunk of Tencent, which is not helping right now. Thank you very much. But um, that's how I'm playing this. Broad-based, whole, whole damn industry. Get it in one fell swoop. Okay. It is 9.03. Someone asked where Jason Rasnick is. He's busy doing CEO things, you know, as he's wanting to do. Um, but we, we're going to say goodbye to Dennis today. Uh, and it's good to have you back. You should have your um, bearings now. You've been back for like a day and a half, so you should be back. In starting time. to feel it. Starting to feel yeah. it. it. Takes you a full day to get the feel back. Like you mm -hmm. can't just jump in, and I usually do just jump in. That's how I get the feel back. It's like, ooh, I'm not feeling that well, and I start losing some money. But I'm starting to get the feel back here. I had a decent trading day yesterday, actually. Um, but it, it's it's sometimes difficult coming back from five six days when you're in the zone when you're trading every day you're feeling the market you're connected to the market I'm, i was disconnected from the market for six days so just jumping back in and going all crazy that's sometimes recipe to lose money so you got to feel your way back in but i'm starting to feel the market i mean we get through today and then we start going next week and then i got my feel back all right if, if any of you need dennis to um you know do any maintenance on your campers his number is uh, ah. yeah. anyway dennis you were missed good to have you back joel is missed but joel will be back on monday monday we're all back monday. together again it's been two weeks but back together again we will be together on monday dennis have a good rest of your yep. day and see have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. All right. Um, here is the deal with regards to YouTube. Uh, something weird is going on with YouTube right now, where for whatever reason, uh, they're not allowing our our streams to redirect to new streams when we end. So we do have all of our usual shows going on today, as we do every day. But uh, for some reason, the videos don't redirect from one to the other. So what I did is I put the link to our next show in the description of this video and i'm going to put it in the in the chat right now uh live trading with benzinga scheduled to start at 9 15 here in 10 minutes from now there is the link in the chat again it's in the description you can always go to youtube.com slash benzinga to see what is live but i don't know what's going on with youtube man they're um their uh, the redirect is not it's not working so it's, they're making it a little bit harder for us to uh or for you really to to, to find where we're live. So uh, there's the link uh, in chat, in description, uh, live training with with myself, with Mitch Hotch, Ryan Faluna, Zunaid Suleiman, 9.15 till about 10.30 uh, Eastern time today. After that, we got SPACs tech. We're talking about the SPACs to watch in August. Don't forget, everyone, it is the end of the month. Uh, there are some potential implications for that at the close today. But looking ahead to August, SPACs tech will be previewing these, these SPACs to watch for the next month. Uh, power hour today at noon. No get technical or moon or bust today. Uh, Neil is out. 
and the Mooner bus guys, if you can believe it, they decided to go to Lollapalooza apparently. So uh, they're not even here right now. Uh, so uh, no, that's I'm being serious. So no get technical, <laughs> no Mooner bust, but we do have Zinger stock trivia at three o'clock. The at the close show will be happening at three thirty. Uh, Money Mitch will be going at four. Technically options with Brad Weber. He's really has a really good way of looking at options. He'll be on at five o'clock as he is every Friday. Um, okay. I think I got through all the housekeeping stuff. Um, I did. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'll hop off in a couple of minutes and get ready to go live trading with y'all, uh, on the next stream, uh, live trading with Benzinga. And we'll just do that. We'll hang out. We're, we're, we've gotten some great feedback uh, about that this week. We're, we're going to keep doing it, but David Green will be back next week. Uh, he was off. The, he was doing his, his boot camp this week, but David Green will be back. But we will be doing more live trading at the Open with Benzinga. I promise. Um, I think like three days a week we'll do a little bit of Benzinga, a little bit of David Green because we, we got people that, that like both, and we don't want to uh, disappoint anybody. So with that being said, I know there was a few questions in chat we didn't get to. Uh, we I, we never even talked about. I didn't talk about Shopify at all uh, this week. Didn't they report Shopify? I I like didn't even. For whatever reason, it just it, it never came up on uh, yeah, Shopify did report and we, we just never it never came up on the show for whatever reason. They reported on Wednesday morning. They blew it, they blew it away. Oh my but how was the reaction? Not great. They blew it away. Wow. Didn't even didn't even talk about that. We'll talk about that more coming up here on, on the next stream. So yeah, there was a lot we, we did. Yeah, exactly. It was, it got buried. It was just too much stuff going on. This is the, this is the exact opposite problem. We had two Remember two weeks ago, guys, when it was like so boring. This is the exact opposite problem that we're having right now. It's just too much stuff to talk about. So, uh, okay. I'm going to hop off and get ready to go live trading uh, at nine 15. Uh, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. If you haven't already, smash that like button, please, and thank you. Hit subscribe. Subscribe to our channel. Get notified when we go live. Um, that would be great as well. Uh, pro.benzinga.com for a free two-week trial. Special end-of-the-month offer in the description of this video. You could also win a laptop, a free laptop uh, with that special offer link in description. Uh, thanks to all of you for hanging out with me. Thanks to our non-existent guests today. Um, and I'm going to hop off and you'll see me in five minutes again, live trading with Benzinga happening right now on this channel. Link in description, link in chat. And that's going to be it. Everyone, good luck at the open. I'll see you guys in a few minutes. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.